Welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. Hi, and welcome to Tech Talk, y'all, season nine, episode 242. I'm Adam Walker, and joining us for the second to last time that she'll be pitching in, at least for the moment, is Clara Jennings. Now, in this episode, we have a lot of great articles for you. We're going to talk about Uber breaking laws. We're going to talk about some theories behind why Elon might be backing out of Twitter, as well as the thing that Japan wants to build on the moon, Peloton, some hacks from Marriott and Honda, some White House advisories. And listen, we've got three really fascinating, weird and wacky articles coming at you. And what may be my very favorite tech wreck of all time. So make sure to stay tuned. We have a great show in store for you. So with that, Clara, why don't you introduce our first article? Okay, so the first article is about how Uber broke laws, duped police, and secretly lobbied governments in this leak, this expose. Um, The whistleblower is Mark McGann, who was the lobbyist for Europe for Uber at the time. And all of these reports center around claims that happened when Travis Kalanick was CEO. So Adam, do you use Uber? Is this surprising to you? What do you think about this article? Man, I I really don't like Uber and I have not liked Uber for a long time. I feel like Lyft is a much better company. It's better run. They seem to be much more ethical and they're doing a lot of good in the world. They don't have all of the baggage that Uber has. And honestly, I wish this surprised me and it really didn't surprise me at all. I mean, they were trying to lobby Joe Biden. They were trying to lobby uh, Emmanuel Macron, getting him to help them in France. I mean, they were, they were quote, violence guarantees success is a quote from the Uber CEO at the time where they were talking about violence. I mean, it, it is just, it is a mess over there. Uh, and it, it just continues to not impress me. So agreed. No, yeah, I, it's, it's un, not shocking. So. And also it's, I guess it's good to know that Travis is not there anymore, but also how much of that basis of values or lack thereof still remains. It it just makes me not want to be a customer, but interesting article and definitely some big names um, in there. And speaking of big names, Adam, another, another dude that's in the headlines. What's the next article? Oh man. Oh man. So So I I did like a little custom intro to our last episode to make sure that everybody knew that Elon Musk is attempting to back out of the Twitter deal. There is the $1 billion kind of quote earnest money, I guess is the way to look at it. Kind of like when you buy, when you're going to buy a house, you have to put down some earnest money. So if you back out, you'll lose the money. So he's got a billion dollars on the line. He's going to fight that in the courts for sure. But there's this interesting tweet thread that I found, and it's probably not true, but I thought it was fascinating. And it said, how Elon's bizarre Twitter takeover saga could have just been a cover for him to sell $8.5 billion in Tesla stock. And so the tweet was saying, and this is actually the, the tweet verbatim. He said, Elon's 10-year Tesla options were about to expire, so he had to sell them. The Twitter, the Twitter bid did allow him to do that without facing questions about why he was selling, and he sold at an excellent price. So whether or not there's options involved or whatever else, I do find it a fascinating idea that maybe he really did want to liquidate a significant amount of his Tesla stock and he needed a good excuse to do it. And this was a good excuse to do it without without uh, adversely affecting so his Tesla stock. Can you explain this to me? Was, was he going kind of to liquidate the stock to then purchase Twitter? Okay, I just want to make sure I got that right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, he, he liquidated the 8.5 billion, yeah, to be able to purchase Twitter. But then now he's backing out of Twitter. So perhaps... He just needed a liquidation mm. event for whatever reason 
and didn't want Tesla's stock price to plummet. So okay, I don't know, switching from we'll egomaniacs on the earth to gravity on the moon, Japan wants to bring artificial gravity to the moon. Um, and this is another article, and we've we've talked about this every week. You really got to go watch the video because this is wackadaisical. And I just combined whack and lackadaisical, which is just crazy sauce over there. Um, so so there's, there's a reason for bringing gravity to the moon. If we were to ever inhabit the moon, Adam, we would be faced with a challenge of it affecting our physiology. We are meant and we have evolved to live on earth with a certain amount of yeah. gravity, whereas the moon only has 16.5% of the gravity right. um, that we experience on earth is on the moon. So how do you solve the problem, mm. Adam? And how is yeah. Japan attempting to solve this lack of gravity on the moon? Apparently they're going to build this mm -hmm. giant cone that's going to spin like a top on the moon. And apparently people will live inside of the walls of the cone and that will give them a normal one G earth like mm -hmm. gravity. But what's even crazier is in the video about this, they showed like basically a giant lake on the inside, like a bunch of water on the inside with like little islands throughout that people could live on inside of this thing. So imagine like water like get pushed up against the sides of this giant. It was just wild. It's, it's worth looking at the show notes and watching the video, you will not be disappointed. Uh, though, in some ways, speaking of something you might be disappointed about, uh, next article, Peloton will stop making its own bikes. So that does not mean that Peloton bikes will not exist. It just means that Peloton as a company will no longer manufacture their own bikes. They will then outsource that to a manufacturer, which honestly, considering how many problems they've had with fulfillment and scale and everything else, this makes a ton of sense. I just hope the quality doesn't go down because I'll tell you, the Peloton bikes They're are good. pretty high I think quality. you missed so, an opportunity you know, in the transition between those articles that, to say, speaking of spinning things, um, because a centrifuge and a Peloton oh. are both spinning things. And I was like, oh, I don't want to interrupt him. Um, you know what I mean? That would have been good. So the Peloton oh, is a so really good. interesting phenomenon. And I think as somebody who's like an a very young millennial, old Gen Z. This absolutely captured the attention of so many of my peers. I can think of probably half of my close friends who own them. And I wonder what the longevity of the interest is. And it's not like a gym membership where you say, oh, F45, Orange Theory, I'm done with it, back out. There's this huge uh, financial investment that you make on the front end. And then it's also a, it, it's just interesting to see how yeah. this evolves. And I think it totally skyrocketed during the pandemic when nobody was going to gyms. But now that we're slowly making our way back out there, um, yeah. it'll be interesting to see how Peloton and Ball evolves. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I, I got to say, like, mm -hmm. I love my Peloton. Yeah. And I love the classes. And I, I don't and I've been a member of a gym and I don't ever, ever see myself. So there is that. a market like um, you. So I, you know, right. And then once the did bike's you, paid did off, you the take the Lizzo off. class yeah. today? Yeah. It's my exactly. younger sister's birthday today. And Lizzo was doing like a live class and singing <laughs> along today. So they definitely have the, the, the celebrity. <laughs> no, um, okay. And speaking of, I'm going to make the transition. Speaking of music yeah, yeah. in Pelotons, um, we're going to go to the music world. Spotify buys the trivia game hurdle. So this is not like a hurdle in track, but mm -hmm. you hear dual. So, I mean, how many wordle hurdles are we going to overcome in the next <laughs> this year in 2022? Yeah. Well, really, the the bigger question is like like it's one thing to see 
you know, to guess a word because we use a lot of words. It's another thing to try to guess like a segment of music. Like I would be terrible at this game, just tear atrocious. At but you know who would be amazing at this game? Sanjay. Oh my gosh. He would just dominate this Just like this game. every like, good trivia team, I can just imagine you need right now multi-generations. You need yeah. people with sports knowledge, music knowledge. I'm the geography yeah. girl. I don't know anything about classic rock or movies, but I can tell you what lakes and capitals exist, etc. So... Um, yeah. So, okay. If you want to get in on this, so uh, just to be clear for our listeners, if they're a Spotify member, do they have access to this or is this an additional cost? Were you able to understand that from the article? Okay. I yeah. I don't know. I, okay. I, I, I think, I think it's free. I believe it's a free game. Gotcha. Uh, they okay. just want to own the game. So, I mean, I guess more power, more power to them, you know, as you might've heard, Sanjay and I have a new project called together letters. So this episode is brought to you by Together Letters. The idea is simple. Everyone has email. No one wants to log in to another thing, but everyone wants to stay connected. Together Letters uses email to create a collaborative newsletter, keeping groups better connected. Sign up today at togetherletters.com. All right, next up, Marriott Hotels suffers fresh data breach, 20 gigs of information was leaked. So if you've been to a Marriott, might be worth, you know, I don't know, just checking your credit scores and all the things you do to make sure. So this is this is the quote, actually, that I thought was kind of interesting. Because when we normally think about hacking, we in data breaches, we normally think about like people accessing servers, right? And we think about it all being internet based. So um, so here's the quote from the article, quote, the breach is thought to have occurred when an unnamed hacking group managed to trick an employee at one of Marriott's hotels, the BWI Airport Marriott in Baltimore, to allow them access to the company's systems in a social engineering attack. So essentially what happened is they talked somebody at the Marriott into giving them physical access in some capacity to the system, and then they hacked and stole the data. That I mean, it's kind of like saying, hey, Clara... Um, can I use your laptop for email? And then you log yourself, you log me into your laptop and then I just steal all your photos. I don't know why I would ever do that, but it's the same kind of an idea. And so I, I, point, I point this out for the simple reason that we've got to be really careful because people are, are. easily hackable. Yeah, I right? find, I, I love the idea of social engineering. I think that it's really interesting and it's uh, it could be really innocent. And I think people who, have good hearts like I do might be taken advantage of. But if you're an employee, uh, there's definitely safeguards and just rules that you can always fall back on to be like, hey, man, like, no, we we can't do that because. Rule number right, one, don't believe right. anybody. And I mean, that's, OK, so know, speaking yeah. of hacks, mm -hmm. this yeah. goes to the second article about that. And as a Honda driver, I'm concerned. I was concerned when I read the headline and then I got deeper into the article and realized that I was safe because. So back up the Honda. So the, the article is Honda vehicle vulnerability allows remote unlocking and starting. So this is a, a research group discovered that this might affect all Honda vehicles from years 2012 to 2022. So I would imagine maybe that's not most of the Hondas on the road because those things never die, but a good number of them. Um, and it all stems from their rolling code system to their their keyless entry fob system. So, Adam, what what do you think about this? You're not a Honda driver, are you? Yeah, I mean, I well, so I've driven Hondas in the past. I love Hondas; they're just great vehicles. Um, I think it's interesting because they use that rolling code system, and basically, they figured out a way to reset the rolling code system and therefore get access to the car. And I think the point here is just simple that 
if you're driving a car that has this level of sophistication, you just need to be aware of what's going on. You need to be aware that there are, are vulnerabilities and you need to be prepared to you know, get your car or your software updated mm-hmm. from time to time just to make sure you're good to go. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's just, it's just important to do that. So next article, White House says Americans should be, quote, really careful about using period tracker apps. So I've been hearing rumors about this in the news for probably the last two to three weeks, certainly ever since the, the most recent Supreme Court ruling. And the theory is that if you're using a period tracker app and you're in a state that has outlawed abortion, that they could potentially subpoena the owner of the period tracker app in order to identify whether or not you were pregnant and try to figure out if you have then broken the law or not. And so while I don't want to get into a political conversation here, what I do want to point out very simply is all the apps that we use store data and that data can be subpoenaed Mm -hmm. and turned over to the authorities. And we need to be very careful about which, which apps we use, because if it turns out that they might store data that shows that we broke a law, we probably might not want to use that app. That's all I'm trying to say. So, I do. Clara, um, I do. you probably have something to say about oh, this. I'd imagine. Really, so, what are your thoughts? Really sad because I am so such an advocate for women just understanding their health better. And I think that whether you're on the spectrum of just you know, you know you're a woman, you want to know when your period's happening, or you're trying to get pregnant, or you're not trying to get pregnant, this is such a like an intimate and personal way that you can become more familiar with your body. Um, I took um, some just. So, I, I mean, again, I don't want to have a political conversation. This does make me really upset. Uh, but some things you can do. So Flow, which I, I actually am not a Flow user, but I know a lot of people are. You can um, go into anonymous mode. So that's something to explore. I use Clue. Um, and they're based in Berlin, which I don't really, I don't think this is enough, but it says that it's based in a European location and it makes their data more secure. I don't I, I would be interested to see what more comes from Clue. Um, but that could be as true. Adam said, just be mindful of what you're doing and um, yeah, protect yourself and protect your data. Um, going to the continual apps online world, uh, Prime Day, that was another holiday that happened this week. And it was the, I was going to ask you the same. Did you buy I anything? Didn't. No, I'm trying to really cut back on my spending. Um, and... <laughs> So, so just for metrics, okay. right. this year, Amazon reported that they sold 300 million items, and this was up by 50 million, which was reported in 2021. Um, 250 million items were sold in 2021. And um, wild. So, so interesting things. I want to know if you bought anything, Adam, but I, I, I found this quote really fascinating. So inflation is uh, top of mind for a lot of us these days. I know it is for me. And the some of the top purchased items were necessities. So Frito-Lay snack packs were among the top purchased items. Yeah. So, I mean, summer snacks for the kiddos. Like, what? Correct. That's what the article On said. Prime Day? And it also made mention of something that we've talked about in a, a, a episode in a couple weeks ago, that they utilized Amazon Live. And I know we talked about TikTok Live and shopping and that being kind of uh, sidelined or tabled. Um, so, Back so over to you, Adam. Mm-hmm. What did you buy? Mm-hmm. Um, did you get any good deals? And did you do anything with Amazon Live? Well, okay. I did buy two things. Uh, I think both of them <gasps> are likely going to become tech recs. I will preview and say one of the things that I bought is okay. the tech rec for today, and I'm not so I'm not going to say what it is yet. You got to wait until the tech recs segment in order to see that. But it is 
fantastic. I'm just, I'm just telling you right now, it's fantastic. So, and I got a good deal. I think, I think I got it for like a hundred dollars and it was only 150. So I was, I felt like that was a pretty solid deal. So yeah, I felt, I felt really, really good about it. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm ready. I think I'm ready for the next prime day, you know, time for the weird and wacky segment. Abominable snowman. One of the TAs turned out to be a bot. All right. So we have, what is it? Three weird and wacky articles. And man, Mm -hmm. some of these are real weird, uh, especially this first one. So I'm going to kick this off. Uh, I did read this article and I learned a lot. I'm going to say, so um, the article is titled, could your old poop cure your future diseases? So apparently there's this thing known as a fecal transplant. So let me, so I know this is, it sounds insane. So inside of your, your fecal matter, uh, there are, there are, uh, what, what is it? Um, yep. what am I trying to say? Uh, cultures and bacteria and things that are good Guts for biome. your, yeah. your, your gut and yeah. so gut, but they, thank you gut biome. And so sometimes if your gut gets really messed up, you need these good cultures, these good bacteria mm-hmm. reintroduced into your gut in order to kick out the bad bacteria that have accumulated in there for various reasons. So there are these things called, uh, called, uh, fecal matter transplants where they take fecal matter with good stuff in it. I know that's shocking. And they put it inside of somebody that's sick and it helps to cure that person. And so the theory of this article is that perhaps you could uh, have your own fecal matter from when your gut is healthy and you're young, for example, and you could freeze it and then use it at a later time if you end up cr- getting a disease or something that could be cured by this method. So, um, yeah, okay, so is it that's shocking? Is it in pill I don't form know what I think about the, this. The photo at the top of the article was like kind of like okay, so that's not the, some of it. Yeah, okay. so some of it's in, so, so they 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 do it by pill or enema um, or something else too. Like there's different there's there's several different ways they do it. I think based on maybe so, how much needs to be so introduced. This isn't perhaps, the craziest but, thing because I know yeah, that women who have yeah, given birth like have made their placenta um, into pills and that can help with hormone letdown. So like people will do wacky stuff to make their, you know, to get healthier. And this isn't the grossest thing in the, I mean, I think if you do take away the ick factor, if it can make you feel better and it's more natural and (laughs) probiotics are so expensive and granted freezing and like powderizing your poop might be expensive too. I don't think that it's the wackiest thing that some health nut would do to feel better. I'm serious. Just like also poor person. I think uh, I think powderizing yeah, your would you poop powderize might be your the phrase right there. That also, was amazing. poor yeah. person who has to powderize the poop, and that is my alliteration of the week. Um, total uh, switch to something totally crazy. I don't know where you found this, Adam. Where do you find these things? So a musician plays. Okay. Yeah. I don't know I what no idea. you're in, but the musician, uh, okay. So the, it's a YouTube video. Um, a musician plays a solo on an enormous 69 string bass. Um, so I sent this to my brother-in-law who plays bass and he said that he quote cheated because he made the notes, like there's three strings per notes, but I still think it's cool. And I'm like, Hey, be impressed. But it reminds me, I don't know if you've yeah. ever seen the SNL yeah. sketch of, yeah. you know, how a lot, this is similar, but same, same, but different. When they talk, when you talk about shaving, they're like five blades for extra comfort. And SNL did a sketch like 15, 20 years ago where they just did like a 30 blade razor. 
And this face reminds me of that because it's just so wide. Like it makes, it really makes no sense. Um, were you impressed? Yeah, really? it's as tall as the guy's torso and he's like reaching way over. Sure. I mean, it's a, it's a gimmick, right? But it's a, but it's a gimmick that took him a long yeah. time to make and he played reasonably well. And because of that, Absolutely. I thought it was entertaining and yes. it amused me. And so I shared it. Um, but, you know, speaking of, being amused and sharing mm -hmm. something. This next one was like, whoa. Okay, so a couple spent $300,000 building a hidden underground home that you can enter by going down a 12-foot spiral slide tucked inside an unassuming tent. And so, so let me just unpack this for you just for a moment. So apparently they built this home underground in kind of the side of like a hill or, or almost like a cliff. And so there are actually windows going down the cliff in this thing. But from when you when you sort of pull up to the quote front of the quote house, literally it's like this tiny, almost mm -hmm. child size tent. And you walk in, in the kingdom. flap of the tent and there's this slide for you to slide down. And you, yeah, and you go into the, now what I want to know is how do you lock the slide at night to make sure nobody creeps up on you, like slides in on you, you know, like, like, like how do you make sure that's secure? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know, but it was fascinating. Uh, and honestly, for it only to cost $300,000, I'm, I'm impressed because to dig out all that and do all that. I, yeah, I would. I so, think I would give it a go. I think knowing go. that it's not like a doomsday prepper situation where there are windows, it makes me more likely to try it. And it's in Asheville, North Carolina for any of you in the Southeast. So could be, uh, it would be an interesting night stay. And um, I just love people who are creative with their hobbies. And this would absolutely be featured on a HGTV yeah. or like an architecture show. So Cool, cool experience, guys. Yeah, absolutely. All right, it is tech wreck time. Uh, Clara, what do you have for us this week? Okay, so I don't know if you know this about me, Adam, but I have like I I really love design and I am very big on aesthetic. Like I want to make my space in my electronic spaces, because I spend so much time on the computer and my phone, unfortunately. Um, maybe fortunately, who cares? Whatever. This isn't a moral conversation. This is a tech wreck. And your daughter <laughs> uses this, and your daughter is a, a cool and hip high schooler. So I know that I'm cool and hip with the kiddos. Yeah. So the, yeah, the, that's the measure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. So the recommendation, <laughs> the rec is Widget Smith. And it is, yes, it's another app. Call me, call me predictable, Adam. So it is an app where you install and you can make your phone look so cool. Um, I was mm. um, just wanting a refresh on my phone. I'm somebody that likes a little seasonal cleaning and electronic wipe, wipe off. Like you, you freshen, freshen the experience. So you can customize yeah, yeah. Um, your home screen or any lock screen on your iPad or your iPhone um, to include pictures or to have cute calendars or just make your phone a little bit less uh, standard iPhone-esque. And they have some um, kind of inspiration on the app store, but you can also look on YouTube for other people who have customized their phone. And it just makes me really happy every time I open my phone. And I've enjoyed... Um, making different pages for like, I have one for health and frequently used and then one that's more work mm. related. So I can, um, 
I can see it. So that's my app. Nice app review. Um, yeah, my, my yeah. daughter did one and, uh, and, and she made it like very monochromatic. Like it was all like, like one one screen was all black and white. Cool. And another one was like all red or something. It was, it was pretty slick, but it took a long time and I don't have that kind of patience. Sure. So, so but you yeah. have patience mm -hmm. for your tech rec and you've really just been keeping me on the, on my toes here. What is it? Okay. All right. So I got the Elgato stream deck, uh, for my, for, for, here, let me see if I can get it to focus here. Hello. Oh, it's you got to put your hand behind right, it. So there you go. There we go. There we go. The Elgato Stream Deck. This is what I got for Prime Day. This is my tech rec. And so imagine, yeah, I mean, everybody knows keyboard shortcuts, right? Like you have, maybe you have a keyboard shortcut to launch your email and, and whatever else. This is like keyboard shortcuts, but way cooler and way more effective. So it, it has, it's a, it's a digital box and you can customize digitally every single button on the box. So it's 15 buttons on the screen. And then I can have multiple screens where I scroll through and the buttons just shift from one to the other. And I can control Spotify and I can launch Spotify or I can launch a specific folder if I want to, uh, a for specific file folder, or I can change all the scenes in OBS. So I can go from, you know, having my logo or I mean here, so I can, I can go from having my logo, my name, my lower thirds, or I can have my thank you screen and I can do that instantly just by pushing a button, which is kind of amazing and change up my, my virtual camera. I can auto tweet. So if I'm about to go live, I can actually like push one button and it automatically tweets out a link to my YouTube channel for me. And then I can push the button to go live and I can automatically stream. Like it's just, there's so many things. I'm just now barely digging into all of the amazing stuff that it can do. So it's, it's fantastic. And I have a question. Is it USB connected? Okay. How does it work? Like, how was it easy to install? Yes. Would you give it like yes. a, a? Yes, USB my connected. Can do it. Super easy to rating. install. <laughs> yeah, you download the app and and you you customize it. You drag and drop the functions over to the buttons that you want. You can swap buttons, move them all around. I mean, it's incredibly intuitive, incredibly easy to use, and it's just such a great device. I'm absolutely obsessed. I think it. it. I so, think it meets the qualifications uh, yeah, totally of right. your best tech rec because you're really excited about it. I love. I'm that telling you. you. I'm telling you. Okay. It's fantastic. All right. All right, Clara. Uh, how can our listeners find and connect with you? Gosh, this has been such a journey. Thank you for having me. No, um, I have a podcast called Thoughts from Your Gal Pal. Um, it has a candy heart on it. That's a way that you can see my work. And I also have a Substack that's related to that. Um, thank you so much for letting me come on and chit chat with you, Adam. I really enjoyed it. It's been fantastic. Thanks for, uh, for joining. Uh, if you want to find me, go to my website, adamjwalker.com. It's got links to all of the stuff, all the social profiles, all the sub stacks, all the everything. Just go there, sign up for my newsletter. Would love to have you involved and uh, get my weekly newsletter. Dun, dun, dun.